neglected, but being the last house on the lane, it also had a pleasantly secluded feel. She'd only viewed it once before putting in an offer, and she'd nearly been put off by the estate agent, who had been brusque to the point of rudeness, while he showed her around, but she'd always wanted to own a cottage, and this one was practically the stuff of dreams. The fact that her absolute worst nightmare had come true, and allowed her the freedom to buy the place, was an agonising irony that tormented her, nearly two years on. The sharpness of loss pierced her heart once again, and she had to draw in a calming, steadying breath. "'Are you ready, darling?' Opening her car door, she went to the back to get Ellie out. The little girl took approximately half a second to look around before she bounded through the garden gate and raced up the garden path. "'Come on, Mummy!' she called from the porch. Anna pushed the car door shut and looked at her daughter, hopping impatiently from foot to foot on the doorstep. It was time. Well, as soon as you hear from them, please can you get them to give me a ring? Anna pressed the end call button to the removal company and yet again cursed the fact she'd shoved her mobile phone charger in the last box that had been loaded onto the lorry. Only a few minutes behind her when they'd left, they still hadn't turned up. Chucking the phone down on the lamentably empty kitchen worktop, Anna jumped as a deep bark rent the air, and almost immediately, fuzzy black and white fur flying, a border collie erupted from the hall into her kitchen. This was followed by an unmistakably outraged female voice. Sethy, come back here now! Despite the cold December day, Anna had left the dark oak door open to let in some light and a little fresh air, and as she made an abortive grab for the dog's collar, she noticed its owner silhouetted in the doorframe. Dark-haired, pale-skinned and slender, as she turned towards Anna and dropped her hand from the door, Anna saw a generous red-lipped mouth and the most startling blue eyes she'd ever seen. The girl was clad in dark jeans and an oversized striped jumper combined with ballet pumps that were totally unsuitable for the December weather. I'm so sorry. The girl's voice was low, modulated, and hinted at a public school education. I tried to get him on the lead before we got to the gate, but he outsmarted me. Anna smiled. No harm done. As soon as the collie saw his mistress, he trotted obediently back to her. Looping the dog's lead through his collar, the girl smiled apologetically. I'm Meredith but most people call me Mary. She glanced back at the dog. And this is Sefton. It's nice to meet you, Anna said, reaching forward to pat the dog. I'm Anna, and somewhere in the house is my daughter Ellie. So you're moving in today? Mary asked. Yep, if the removal company ever get here. I'd offer you a cup of tea, but I don't have my kettle. She glanced around the kitchen. The Rayburn, something else she'd always wanted in the kitchen of her dreams, squatted dull yellow and imposing against one wall of the kitchen, its top scrubbed clean. Anna was a keen baker, and she was looking forward to learning how to cook on it, especially in light of the new job she was going to be taking on in a week or two. She hoped the previous owner had left the instruction manual, as she didn't know where to start with it. Thanks for the offer anyway, but I can't stop. Sefi's been bugging me for a walk all day, and he needs all the exercise he can get, Whenever he sees an open door, he takes it as an invitation. Sorry about that. It's fine, Anna replied, 
I'm sure he won't be the last visitor. No, definitely not. Meredith rolled her eyes. The local gossips will be on your doorstep in no time, so be careful. I'd install CCTV if I were you, or get a dog yourself to chase them off. Thanks for the warning. I'll keep that in mind. Well, welcome to the village. Hopefully catch up with you again soon. Meredith turned on her heel and wandered back out. As she stood in the doorway, she saw the girl disappear up the end of the lane, open the five-bar gate that marked the entrance to the orchard, and walk through. If all the teenagers in the village looked like that, Anna reflected, then things really had changed over the time she'd lived away. A buzz from her mobile interrupted her thoughts. Walking back to the kitchen, she found a message from the movers blaming a pile-up on the M5 for their non-appearance. Anna winced and locked her screen again, willing her thoughts not to...